This is Talk, Record, Upload. A podcast about anything and everything. I'm Steve. And I'm Logan. Let's talk about some stuff. What is up, Steve? Oh, you know, busy day, but uh, that's not always a bad thing. No, no, busy days can be good. Yeah. Busy good for business, that's for sure. They're definitely yeah. good for business. Mm-hmm. That they are. So busy days are good now with my new career. I did not <laughs> like busy days with my old career quite as much. Sometimes I did, but uh, yeah. Generally, if it was a busy day, that meant bad stuff was happening. So that here, is, busy days are good because that means I'm making business. So that's there a good you thing. go. Well, I had a uh, productive day today. Did you? I have officially platinumed Hogwarts Legacy. Wow, that's. I I think it's impressive. I'm sure some of our listeners will very much not find it impressive, but but I do. So well, as of right now, it's a 1.9 percent of all players have platinum to the game. So that is impressive. I'm happy with it. Yeah. So especially because it's only my uh, second or third ever platinum. So I'm pretty happy with that. It's That's pretty a, awesome. It's a pretty great game. Pretty great that game to do it with. That is all. And you said 1.9 percent. That is awesome. Yeah. We definitely, I remember back in my Destiny days when I was uh, avidly playing Destiny with another one of my friends that I played with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I completed, uh, I believe it was one of the raids. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but we did it on launch night, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so for like six months, we were one of like 0.4% of the player base that had completed it. And nice. we were way more proud of that than we should have been. So I completely understand where you're coming from, being way more proud of something that is seemingly pointless but meaningful to us, you know? Absolutely. No, so I, I, I am proud of you, sir. I am proud Thank of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, just to follow up to the previous uh, episode, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, there is now an amendment to my top five video games of all time. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has made its way into the top five, so... For me, that is... What number? Um, it's kind of hard to say as of right now. Um, okay. I think it's number five right now, but okay. uh, assuming the DLC life is good, then uh, it'll go higher. Plus, I, if I remember correctly when we did that episode, I don't know if it was one of our criteria, like our official criteria, but mm-hmm. I think you and I both talked a lot about uh, replayability. Correct. on games and being mm-hmm. part of part of it so mm-hmm. i you pr- i assume have not replayed it yet so uh c- not, probably kind of hard to tell not really um it, not really a spoiler but slight spoiler um you have to play it up to a certain point with all four houses okay um so you have to like create a character and get it's only like two hours in so it's super easy okay um but you do have to get a little ways in i think i remember but. you talking about that at uh D D this mm-hmm. week about you guys were talking about the uh, different houses and having to play through different ones. So yep. yep. I'm definitely going to be getting that Good. game here soon. Uh, I'll, it'll, I'll need something to pull me off of my FIFA 23 kick that I've been <laughs> on recently. That's I've been I've I've gotten back into FIFA Ultimate Team. That's just uh, there you go. I don't know why, but yeah, you know I got hooked on it trying to transfer players and all this stuff. So sure, I'll burn out on that just as quickly as I always do. <laughs> Well, I don't want to spend too much time on Hogwarts. I do have I do have a conversation that I've specifically been avoiding having with you because okay. I wanted to get your opinion on on the sure. air on recording. 
Absolutely. Our favorite and least favorite part of running a podcast together. <laughs> exactly. It, it is now controls our off-air uh, mm-hmm. conversations. It is a blessing and a curse for sure. So, as I'm sure you know, um, the World Baseball Classic is currently happening. Yep. Um, as we stand today, the U.S. are uh, uh, semi-final, or no, final bound. Yep, finals. They won semifinals against final Cuba bound. last night. Um, so, as this World Baseball Classic has gone on, it's been incredibly popular. Um, it has smashed every viewership record that, that can be had. Um, and as a matter of fact, they're actually, they out in the first rounds of the tournament, uh, those are the attendance figures we have at this point, um, they sold just over a million tickets, a million and 10,000 tickets. Um, last season, for the entire season, um, that outsold both Miami and Oakland for their entire season. The Oakland one definitely doesn't surprise me. Miami yeah. doesn't really either. But. Yeah. They both they both sold less than a million tickets last year. So it's it's a really surprising thing to see. Um, and I guess my question revolves around the injuries that have been going on this season in or this tournament in particular. So this World Baseball Classic has been riddled with injuries. The two major ones being, you know, Edwin Diaz injured his right knee. He's going to be out for the entire season. And then also Jose Atuve. Uh, injuring his right thumb, he's going to get surgery and will likely miss the entire season as well. So I guess my question kind of revolves around, obviously with the booming popularity, it's bringing you know popularity to baseball, which is very much needed right now. Is it worth the injuries for what is essentially just a glorified um, pickup? I mean, just a glorified exhibition tournament. Um, like, yeah, it's got country pride to it. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, cool moments that come from it and obviously it's popularity but uh you know if we're seeing these big players i mean edwin diaz is one of the best closers in the game right now and the mets are now he's out he's out for the season like that's a huge blow to their playoff chances so i guess from your perspective what do you think because i mean we've seen a lot of divisive comments being made um you know and a lot of uh, people you know, people that have authority in sports world saying, you know, we need to cut this. This is done. So what do you think? So I guess my response to that would be how do people feel about the World Cup? Because essentially this is the same thing. You know, everybody, every little kid grows up wanting to play for their country, Mm -hmm. whether that's in the Olympics or the World Cup or, you know, whatever it is, depending on what sports you have. This is just baseball's version of being able to play for your country. So all of these players are getting to fulfill a dream they've had since they were little. Mm -hmm. So I think taking that away is not good. Um, I think the issue lies in the fact that they do it during spring training. Now, I understand why they do it during spring training, because there's no other games going on, and it's hard to, Mm -hmm. you know, take, what has this been, three weeks, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, It's hard to just carve out three weeks when you're playing, when baseball games happen every single... Yeah, every single uh, day. For sure. But I think the better option, honestly, would be similar to how they do the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Play the World Baseball Classic every four years mm-hmm. and take the month of July and play sure. it in the month of July. Yeah. And just know that every four years, this season's going to be a little wonky because mm-hmm. you do this World Baseball Classic, because you want people to be able to play for their country. And people love it. They are watching it. Mm-hmm. So That's, you'd honestly yeah. probably get more people watching it if you did it that way. 
That is true. Um, but as far as the injuries happen, uh, the Jose Altuve one, like he got hit by a ball, mm-hmm. you know, so that's – I kind of go both ways on that. That could happen literally at any time at any pitch. Of course. So that that could have also happened in spring training. Mm-hmm. Now you put – it happened in the World Baseball Classic. The one with Altuve, those kind of injuries to your knee – are not uh, usually ones that just happen. It's usually lingering damage that eventually breaks free. Well, Diaz you're talking about. Yeah, what did I say? You said Altuve, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, Diaz. I'm sorry. Diaz with the knee. Those are usually right. like lingering things that uh, that you know yeah. eventually give way. So that could have happened at any time during spring training. That is true. So, I But it know, is a part of the game. It is one of those that, I mean, it, Diaz sucks because, I mean, it was a celebration too. Yeah, well, that's also, you know... Don't celebrate like that, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I always go back and forth but on those. I always get so irritated at players so they get injured during celebrations. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, I, I want them to play with energy. I want them to have fun. Exactly. Like, yeah. those those are the players that, are, you know, are the best is when the ones that have fun doing it. So. Right. I get, you and know. I, you know, I think, but uh, but no, I, think, I don't think getting rid of the World Baseball Classic is the right answer to avoid that because injuries can happen anywhere. You know, people get yeah. hurt playing basketball with their kid in their driveway on an off day. Sure. Like that ha- injuries just happen, you know? So yeah. I think I think the better move would be treat it like the World Cup, do it every 4 years and mm-hmm. do it in July, you know. Yeah. Cut, and that carve is carve out the month of July and do it that uh-huh. way. And I think that that is going to lead to less injuries because you will have um your body's more accustomed to playing whenever you're doing mm-hmm. it in the middle of your season versus um uh, you know, in the off season, you know, basically at the beginning of the off season, because these guys miss mostly the entirety of spring training. Yeah. Plus, they're they're you at that point in July, you're used to playing competitive games, Correct. not spring training games. So Correct. these guys went from a little bit of spring training. I know, like I was watching the guys that for the Royals that are playing. You know, they played in some spring training games before they went to the World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. and they. Uh, but those are spring training games. Now yep. they're going to a tournament that they absolutely want to win mm-hmm. and are trying as hard as they can, and that's where these injuries are coming up. So For sure. move it to July and do it. Do it when they're in midseason form, you know, mm-hmm. and put it somewhere where it's not 200 degrees all the time and maybe people <laughs> not not hate playing in it. Like, you know, nobody wants to play baseball in July in Missouri. Yeah. So well, they've, they've been playing it. This It's in Miami, right? And they have a dome. The World Baseball Classic? Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think it's been in Miami this year because I think they play the entire tournament in one stadium. Yeah, I think so. that sounds right. No, I agree, but and I do think the other thing that needs to happen here. Um, I think that this is calling to a pretty good point as well. Hashtag unpopular opinion. Um, you need to shorten the baseball season. Yeah, I the agree. baseball season is too stinking long. Yep. It also creates the effect that the. And I go back and forth. I, I get why they do it. I, I understand that baseball is on not random, um, but luck plays a much bigger factor in baseball than it does in any other sport. Um, there's actually been a really fascinating study that happens um, that talked about luck versus skill. Where does skill matter the most? Baseball actually actually ranked the lowest when it came to what's more lucky than skill. Not that it's more lucky. It still takes insane skill to play baseball, but that's just luck plays a little more. So I get why they do the giant season. I I know that that's just the nature of baseball, but it's just too long. 162 games is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I think the NBA season is too long and they play 80 something, I think 82 games. 
Yeah, right. Like, so you at least. I need agree. To I think we could. I mean, I'm still fine with because baseball doesn't take as much recovery to get ready for another game. That's it's, true. You know, fo- football takes a full week. Mm-hmm. They would probably like more time too. Sure. Um, soccer takes. I don't think soccer takes a full week. It currently we're playing like one a week, but that's to allow some wiggle room for tournaments and stuff. I know right. That's why they did that. So you could theoretically play two, three games a week is kind of a stretch, but two yeah. games a week is 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 able to do. Um, but like you know. Yeah, baseball play. You know, you can pretty much play every night, but I still think you could still work in some more off days so that way they can be around their family more and mm-hmm. less travel days. And it doesn't yeah. need to be as long as it is. I I agree. Yeah, I think cut it to a hundred. Like, get it to a hundred games. It's a nice round number. You're gonna get in a lot more breaks throughout the season. You're gonna have more stretches. Like, it's yeah, baseball is easier to recover from, but it's still when you play those repetitive games and you go nonstop for a month, it's just ne- unnecessary risk on injuries. Exactly. So, all right, let's get to our topic. Cause you've got a interesting one today. I think it could be fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, I guess a little bit of a play off of our, what if episode that we did, mm-hmm. um, which if you haven't listened to that, go li- take a listen to it. Um, that one's kind of more of a series. We haven't done part two yet, but we will because that one was a lot of fun. And it was. we've had some requests for that one. So yeah, um, this one is similar to that, but this one is basically just, uh, I guess, five. Uh, we'll, we always end up with more than five. But <laughs> um, the thing was five random questions for each other. They don't have to be what-if questions. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different perspective as far as um, being – like, rather than, hey, like, what if this happened, then what do you think the result would have been, which mm-hmm. is what that was. These are just questions, period. Yep. Doesn't matter what it's about. So. Yep. I I was very intrigued to see where this takes us. Um, Me too. Because I feel like, I mean, we bo- whenever we're both going on a very specific prompt, we still end up going in two very different directions. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see how this giant broad prompt will give us. So um, it was your idea. Why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off with a banger for you here. Okay. If you found out that you were going to die tomorrow, what mm. would you do today? Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm uh, kind of the cop-out answer, but I'm just going to spend as much time with my uh, the people that I love that I can. Um, I mean, obviously, spend time with my wife, uh, I you have the unfortunate problem in that situation where most of my friends live um, a few hours away at least. So, you know, try to just go see as many as my friends as I can. I don't really necessarily care about, like, going to places necessarily. Like, I'm not going to try to go to, like, a bucket list place or anything. Like, I just want to be with the people that I love. So for me, I don't, you know, just go hang out with my friends one more time. So, yeah, I can respect that. Uh, I'll come to you, no problem. You don't have to come all the way out here. I appreciate that. That was gonna be my next question because yeah, I would uh, I would come to you if I called you and I'm like, hey, I'm dying tomorrow, and you're like, oh man, I gotta work. Like yeah, those flights are expensive. <laughs> I'll catch you on the no, next time would, around, uh, though. Yeah, I'll catch you next time. Around. <laughs> no, I I would I would come to you because I'm further than just a drive to I, dra- drive I, to drive yeah. south for you. So yeah, and I don't necessarily want to spend my last day in a car either. So yeah, I yeah. wouldn't blame you either. Yeah, get over here. Yeah. So what about you? What are you doing? Uh, for, for me, mine is pretty similar, but I do have some specifics to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I am 
I want to spend time with every single person that I love and that I want to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a thing that I want to do. Okay. So a little bit different than you. But what I'm doing is I'm calling all y'all, all you guys that sure. I want to see, uh-huh. that I want to see that last day. Uh, I'm putting all of you on a plane from your respective places. Okay. Uh, we are flying on our favorite rocket ship uh, to Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we are going to hang out in Vegas for a day slash a night. And mm. we are definitely going to Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen <laughs> for dinner. And All we are right. eating at Gordon Ramsay Burger for lunch. So okay. just so you're prepared. Okay. Um, as far as what else we do in Vegas, could not care less. But okay. people I love hanging out. We're going to go to Vegas and we're having, uh, we're having some real good meals. I mean, Beef Wellington, obviously. Yes, exactly. Always... I've always wanted to try Beef Wellington, but I think I've kind of made a decision that I am never trusting anybody to make Beef Wellington except for Gordon Ramsay. So I have two thoughts on that for you. Uh, one, I have had it. It's incredible. Sure. Um, the second one is uh, I've had Gordon Ramsay's, that is. Ah, okay. It is because I, I, we ate at Hell's Kitchen for our wedding when we got sure. married out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've I've had his beef Wellington at Hell's Kitchen, nice. incredible, totally nice. worth it. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I will let you know, whenever you guys come out and visit us, uh-huh. my sister makes a beef Wellington that is almost perfect really? to Gordon Ramsay's. Yeah. Wow. It is, and honestly, the only difference might just be because when you're eating Gordon Ramsay's, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is Gordon Ramsay's. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Um, but no, it is. Uh, if you're gonna try one, I would try my sister's. It okay. Is, it is uh, significantly cheaper than the one yeah. you'll get at Gordon Ramsay's. So and I mean, she makes a I, she makes a good one. I do trust you when you say your sister you can make a good one because she is uh, she's a mean cook. I've had some of her yep. food. Her stuff um, is yeah. She's yeah. A, she's a really good cook, and but that mm-hmm. her beef Wellington is uh, I I would I would recommend it. All right. Well, so once I once I make it out there, we'll do it. She can also make with the dessert we had at Hell's Kitchen was his sticky toffee pudding that he's known for. Mm-hmm. She also that makes one. that, and it is nice, spot on. So we will, whenever you come out here, we'll make beef Wellington and sticky toffee pudding, and perfect. I don't know, maybe. Well, you can't eat scallops, so I won't make you scallops. But okay, thanks, appreciate okay. it. All right, what's your first one? My first one. Uh, you went heavy on the first one, so I'm going to go. I mean, I don't think any miner has as heavy as yours is, but. Um, what is your most treasured possession? My most treasured possession. Mm-hmm. I would have to say the first thing that pops into my head is my saxophone. Really? I would think that is probably it because it's a it's a professional level saxophone. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a really really nice one. It was. Mm-hmm very expensive and my mother bought it for me when i was in high school with mm-hmm. money she didn't have mm-hmm. so uh it, it means a lot to me that she that she got it for me because she thought that i needed it because i was getting ready to go to college and i was mm-hmm. doing music and all that kind of stuff so she wanted me to have a much nicer saxophone than the school issued one that i had mm-hmm. um now granted the school issue one that i got in seventh grade because i turned in my first one because it was broken they gave me a brand new one a brand, yeah. but it was a brand new student one, so it was still. I was the only one that ever played it, but <laughs> um, yeah, I would have to go with my saxophone. It has okay. a lot of sentimental value because my mom bought it for me, and yeah. um, also, it, I mean, some of the greatest times of my life are revolve around that particular instrument. So sure, 
I would say my saxophone, probably. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, now, that's, of course, not going with the obvious answer of my wedding ring. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't listen. I, it doesn't yeah, no, she, neither one of her wives listen to this. Yeah. What is yours? What is your most prized possession? I I don't have to cop out with the wedding ring answer because I have a wedding ring tattoo. So mine's... That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I do... So... I will cheat a little bit by because I've got four objects. Okay. Um, but both of my grandparents that I kind of grew up pretty close with um, passed away in the last couple of years. And so I have uh, a couple pictures of them uh, and then a couple just objects that uh, um, are pretty important to me. The one that I think is the most important, though, um, my grandfather was in the military and he had a military funeral. And they do the 21 gun salute and they give you the casings from the bullets of the 21 gun salute and I have one of those. That's cool. And that's probably that's probably it if I had to pick one. Um yeah. So, that's mine. All right. Yeah. I like that one. Thanks. All right. Your next one. Uh let's go with one a little more fun than the last one I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, if you could tell your past self one thing, what would it be? Mm. Um, also, I will say any any level of past self. Okay. Um, I mean, probably the first one is going to be to go to five-year-old Logan and tell him to buy as much Google and Amazon and uh, Apple stock as he possibly can. Interesting. Um, but... Probably in reality, um, like I would go back and it's kind of silly because I I'm a firm believer in you know your your journey brought you to the life that you're at and as many of the stupid mistakes I've made in my life I wouldn't change most of them because they brought me to the life that I have now which I love, um, but I would try to like go back and tell myself you know quit doing stupid stuff like. Quit sweating the small stuff. Quit worrying about the things in life that don't matter. Focus your efforts on where, you know, what's important in life, and that's the people that I'm around. And I have spent too much of my life worrying about things outside of that. So that's probably what I would do because I don't want to go back and change stuff unless I can make myself rich. That's, you know, sure. Yeah. Life's always easier when you're rich. But yeah. aside from that, that thing, I think that's it. All right. What about you? Mine's kind of along the same lines uh, in both facets because obviously <laughs> my first thought is, well, I'm going to go back. And now, a little different than you, though. I'm uh-huh. going to go back to uh, probably teenage me. Okay. I guess I don't know exactly what year it would be. I'd have to research it, but probably teenage me, and I'm going to tell myself to buy as much uh, Bitcoin yeah, as Bitcoin. I can. Yeah. So same concept as you, except mm-hmm. for I would make more money. Um. Yeah, big. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess the problem is, is trying like any of the big companies now. I, I don't know if I'd be able to take advantage. I think I'd be too young to be able to take advantage of it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you know Bitcoin, and then I've I've said it before, new, probably on a podcast episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, tell twelve-year-old me to not listen to your parents, and uh, 
invest in a new thing called a YouTube page <laughs> and play video games on YouTube. People will watch you, and you will make a ton of money doing there that. So go. those two things obviously make you rich. But yeah, yeah. Um, along the lines of more important things than just money. Sure. Um, I think I would go back to a specific time before I met my wife. Um, that was, like, right before I met her was a very difficult time in my life, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I think I would simply just go back and tell myself that it is okay to mm-hmm. start over. Yeah. Despite, you know, how much I was in a spot where I had already built so much with a lot of different things going on, and I really was afraid to let mm-hmm. go of the life I currently had, I would tell myself that it's okay to start over mm-hmm. and uh, that, you know, things eventually pick back up. Like, yeah. you can you can start over and rebuild and build back better, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that would have been good advice then. Uh, mm-hmm. I eventually did it, but it took me a lot longer than it should have. It did. Um, and I think honestly, that's what led. That's what a big. That's a big part of what led to us deciding to make this move out here. Mm. Was me thinking back to a time when I wasn't willing to start over and take a leap. Yeah. So this time I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot and let's let's be more confident that I can do things other than just what I'm currently doing. Nice. So, I think that. That would be the advice I would give myself back then, and okay, yeah, like there you go. That. I like that. Um, well, glad we went with a less serious one on the second one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's actually not serious. At least I hope not. Okay. Um, so you're uh, you're a little bit of a jet setter. You've you've lived in a lot of places in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Forever or just for a little bit. Um, let's go with forever. Ooh, okay. You got to pick a place, and that's where you're parked for the rest of your life. I can still travel, though? Sure, of course. So this has been uh, a topic of conversation between me and my wife mm-hmm. uh, a lot recently. Yeah. Um, so th- so this answer is actually fairly easy for me. Okay. Um, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I would live mm. uh, and still be able to travel. Um, that's... That's that's the closest place. You're, you're right. I have lived um, a lot of places, um, mm-hmm. but that is definitely the closest place that I've ever lived that really felt like home, and I had like a certain level mm-hmm. of pride of yeah. living in that area. So okay, um, yeah, I would say I would say Kansas City is that answer. All right. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and give a caveat of uh, if I live somewhere not forever. Yeah. Like if I could just go live somewhere for a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. England. Mm, yeah. I've always wanted to live in England, even if it's just for a little bit. I think it'd mm-hmm. be cool. I love rain. I love British people. <laughs> uh, I love soccer. There's a lot of soccer there. There's a lot of soccer. Uh, I love old English like pubs and that kind of stuff. I think mm-hmm. that'd be. I think that'd be super cool. So nice. That's my secondary answer for you. Well, so my main answer, if I can live in any of the world, anywhere in the world, and I have to live there for the rest of my life, um, I am also picking Kansas City. Um, nice. I I love it here. I mean, it's just. It's home. It's the most it's ever felt. You know, this is the most place it's ever felt like home. Like you said, I'm proud of where I live. I'm proud of being part of this community. And so I love it here. Uh, now, same as you, if I could live anywhere in the world and it was temporary, um, mine is slightly different. Um, but I would also go to Europe. Uh, my wife and I had kind of like talked about Germany for a long time. We thought Germany would be really cool. Um so Germany, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think it's cool. Yeah. So. 
That would be cool. Weren't you weren't you guys trying or like learning some German at one point? Too? We we were. We both did start doing German Duolingo lessons. We we have both since quit on that cuz oh, learning okay. a second language blows, but yeah. <laughs> so does the first one when it's English. Yes, true. I mm. and a friend of mine who was a foreign exchange student, he always said English is like three languages wearing a trench coat trying to disguise themselves as one language. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I like it's, that. It's the worst. All right. Third one? Are we only on three? Feels like we've done twenty. I questions. think we are, yeah, we're only on three. <laughs> okay. This one's kind of fun. Okay. Okay, so picture this. Okay. Somebody doesn't really matter who, but somebody gives you billboard space mm. for free. What are you putting on it? Um, the first comment I want to make there is uh, you and I both got inspiration from the same Google search. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> I was on the same website you were, so just for the record. Um, sure. But um, for me, um, see, that's a tough one because it's really, there's nothing in my life that I'm like really like, oh, I want to tell, like I, I want to advertise this. Um. I don't know. That's a really good. That's a really tough one. Um, well, let me tell you my answer. Okay. And then maybe it'll help you think of one. Go for it. My answer is pretty easy. Okay. Um, first of all, it would depend on how much time they give it to me for. Okay. So let's say they give it to me for a month. Mm-hmm. I would change it every single day. Okay. And every single day, it would have different numbers on it. Oh, white billboard, sure. black numbers. Sure. And I would change the numbers every single day. Mm-hmm. And I still have not decided yet if I would make the numbers mean anything <laughs> or if it would just be random numbers. Sure. And I would just see how long it takes for people to freak out about what the numbers. And honestly, <laughs> I would sit back and enjoy the theories that come out of what the mm-hmm. numbers mean. Yeah. And I would love to see how long it takes for it to become like, you know, because I'd put it in, let's say, Kansas City. Sure. I would love to see how long it takes for people from, like, New York to start mm-hmm. tweeting about, what do you think this means? You know? <laughs> so okay. I, that would be, that would probably be the best month of my life, just watching sure. people freak out about, about that. Okay. Yeah. And I guess kind of mine, I don't know. I always like to make people laugh, so I, I'd probably, like, just go with something stupid and put a dumb joke on there like not even a funny joke just a dumb joke that's the other one i thought about doing is a different joke every day but i was like i think i would find it more amusing to just put random Mm -hmm. numbers and see how long it took and then like on day 15 Mm -hmm. i'd put a random letter in there Mm -hmm. so it'd be like seven (laughs) four one a three four six three and people would be like whoa there's a letter (laughs) yeah that's fair that would be fun all right all right, well, there you go. There's our billboards. All right. uh, billboards. Uh, all right, my number third. Um, number third. What number is third. Um, if you could play any video game for the first time again, so completely your memory's been completely wiped to this video game, what are you, what are you doing? Destiny 1. Uh, no hesitation. Yeah. The first Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, that game was mind-blowing on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It was the prettiest game. It's still the prettiest game I've ever played. Um, I also played it at actually the same time of life we were talking about earlier. So mm-hmm. that was a big part in uh, me getting through that time. But mm-hmm. 
that game in its in and of itself was so much fun. The game was incredible. The gameplay was incredible. The scenes were incredible. So beautiful. Okay. Really nice. All right. Rest in peace, Captain Zavala. <laughs> oh man, mine for me. Uh, if you would have asked me this question, it would have been a slam dunk like a month ago. Um, but now that Hogwarts Legacy is there, like, man, that game was fun. And just the fan service that they did made it so good. So that one's close. I still do think, though, um, it's my number one game of all time. You've heard me say it. And uh, it is Stardew Valley. That may also be my wife's pick, in all honesty. she it's I haven't seen her playing it in a while, but she got obsessed with that game for a while. It's just... I don't know what it is about that game. I can't justify it. I, I can't make any sense of it. It doesn't even fit like the kind of games that I like to play. But for whatever reason, it's just a joy. Like I, I will randomly just go back and play it again. And it's just so much fun. So for Hey, me, you I, like what you like. You don't have to answer <laughs> to anybody, you know? I'd love to be able to experience it all again for the first time. So there you go. That's mine. Awesome. That's a good one. Honorable mention to uh, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Um, that There's nothing like the days of Call oh. of Duty Modern Warfare 2 lobbies. That they teach you to be a man. That, uh, well, I'm, I'm talking the campaign. Oh, okay. Well, the, uh, the campaign also, but also the online, like, whoop. yeah. The the moment where Colonel Shepard, oh, that man ruined my life. Mm-hmm. He's the reason I have trust issues. <laughs> Fun little fun fact. I, I just noticed this recently. So in that game, you know how the character, like the captions are all you know, like white and then the red guys are bad or in red. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the red guys are in bad. The bad guys are bad in red. Guys. Yeah, I got you. Um, up until that point, his captions were white. When he utters the first line of like his villain arc, it turns red. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's like, impressive. Whoa. That's clever. Yeah. Should have been a hint. We should have known. I mean, I, we pretty much knew what was coming. Well, at that point, like, it's, like, literally when he's, like, uh, kill the witnesses or whatever. Like, it's the moment where he's, like, he's gone. Yeah. We know he's a bad guy, but. Right. All right. You're number four. All right. I'm going to go with a fun one, I guess. Okay. What is the most terrible movie that you legitimately enjoy? Oh. So, like, movie that most people regard as a just god-awful movie, uh-huh. but you legitimately enjoy it. Yeah. That is a tough one. Um for me, the first thing that jumps into my brain, there's probably a, a better examples of this, but the first one that's in my head uh is Treasure Planet. Never Tre- even heard of that. Wow. Treasure Planet's a is a Pixar movie. It's like Space Pirates. Okay. Um oh, that sounds awesome. It is a lot of people hate that movie, and a lot of people think it's stupid. Um, for me, it is not only like the epitome of my childhood, um, but it is one of Pixar's best movies, in my opinion. Um, okay. But a lot of people hate on it, and I don't understand it, because it's so good. So, Treasure Planet, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. That's pretty disappointing. Is it on Disney have, or anything? I have no idea. Probably. Um, That's fair. I'll find out. I'll let you know. But that's mine. All right. What's yours? So, this one is difficult for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
mostly because I legitimately enjoy a lot of terrible <laughs> movies that people hate <laughs> to the point where I think I would have to, my answer would have to be an entire genre. Okay. And that is rom-coms. Oh, gosh. Especially rom-com. Uh, any rom-com with Paul Rudd in it is the best oh, movie ever. Gosh. But let's be real. Any movie with Paul Rudd in it is good. Paul Rudd is yeah, a national treasure. Except for his rom-com era. Like, he's so much yeah. better now. He was so bad then. That's true. But I legitimately, I think, like, it's hard for me to pick one, but I think I would have to just give it a whole genre of rom-coms. My wife will tell you. I watch them all the time. Gosh. That's kind of my uh, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, if I like have a late night where I'm going to play video games pretty much uh-huh. all night, you know, yeah. and I'll sit in my office by myself. I like to watch TV while I'm playing video games. Sure. Uh, it's rom-coms uh, on Netflix. I'll just go through and watch. I used to do it <laughs> when I worked overnights on my nights off Yeah. when I worked uh, in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I'd have to stay up until 4 o'clock in the morning. I'd mm-hmm. just watch rom-coms all night and play mm-hmm. video games. I don't know. It's a. I'd say that that's got to be my answer because how do you pick just one? They're all the same movie too. So Yeah, they are. Um, but but small uh, e- explicit caveat to anything with Paul Rudd in it. Okay. So if we're not doing rom com, the first one that pops into my mind is Semi Pro, because I recently yeah. have been li- have been learning that people don't like that movie. I hate that movie. That is that is insane to me. That movie is so funny. Mm. It's so quotable I, and so funny. So I guess that one's on the list because I didn't know people hated that movie. I am learning. Very quickly, um, I hate Will Ferrell. Man, I knew you were gonna. S- I was gonna say, don't you say it? Don't you say it? I don't like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I just don't think he's well, funny. He's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, but he does do the same thing pretty much over and over again. So I can see yeah. how people think that gets old. Yeah, I can see that. You kind of have to go into a Will Ferrell movie with a certain mindset. That is true. That is so. true. All, All right. right. What's your four. number? Number fourth. Um, I'm going to go a little deeper here. Um, this one I think is a very interesting one. If you weren't afraid of failure, what would you do differently in life? I'm going to go with the first thing that popped into my head. Great. Uh, also, quick, quick uh, counter question, not counter question, follow up question. Okay. Are we talking about if I was if I wasn't afraid of failure, what would I do in life right now, or what would I go back in time and do so that I was doing it now? Uh, no, this is going. You know, how what would you do differently in life going forward? How would you handle? How would you do things differently in life? Kind of between two, and they're very different. Okay. Um. I think. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this one because it kind of ties into both. If I could go back in time and do things differently without fear of failure, and if I could do it now, yeah, um, I would go on a quest uh, to become a um, film score musician. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like I, I like that. I when I was in high school, I never thought of that as a job. Mm-hmm. I never, like, realized that that was a career. I guess I just kind of always assumed that they just found... Which they do. It, it's Most big movies um, are done by the London Philharmonic. Right. Um, but a lot of times they're also just 
uh, bands in London, or not in London, uh, L.A., mm-hmm. uh, some in New York, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think, but I didn't know that that was an actual career. Yeah. And when I got older, I kind of decided, I kind of want to Google this and figure it out. Not only is it a career, but you are pretty much required mm-hmm. for the small studios to have a master's degree in performance in mm-hmm. your instrument in order to get on like with the London Philharmonic and do that kind of stuff, you have to have a PhD in performance. They yep. won't even look at you if you don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it, you know, 28 year old me when I Googled it, I'm like, well, I can't do that now. Yeah, like exactly. I haven't even played in like four <laughs> years. There's no way I can go get a PhD now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. If I wasn't afraid of failure or if mm-hmm. I could go back and tell myself, don't be afraid of failure, do this. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what I would do. Okay. Um, or potentially I would settle if I had to, for a uh, Tonight Show band somewhere. <laughs> okay, that would be fun. Yeah, I All think right. that would be a lot of fun. Tonight cool. Show band would be would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's what I'd have to go with. Nice. Well, my answer, I mean, it's a little bit of a, of a cop-out answer, but, I mean, I take more chances. Um, you know, kind of the, the thing in my life that I, that I do is kind of settle for the, the safe routes. I, you know, I, I don't take chances. I don't take risks. Um, so I would take a few more chances in life. And I mean, you know, I would, I would make the move. I would, uh, you know, start the business. Like I do those things that are I mean, more than likely going to fail. Um, but I, and so I don't do them cause I don't, I want to play it safe in life. So for me, I think I would take a few more chances in life, do things a little more risky. So there's a lot to that, but that's kind of, no, that's that's a good one, and I uh, especially for you, and I uh, respectfully, of course, agree that that's probably a good one for you. Yeah, we kind of talked about that like a month ago. You were texting me about like you know different career jobs and like you know stuff that uh, that people do, and you're like, I always thought this would be cool, but I'm not qualified for that kind of thing. And I was like, Hey, man, that's the kind of stuff you just got to do it. You know, take a jump, do that kind of stuff. You know, so I agree. I think that one that one could be a good one for you. That's fair. That's that is a that is a good one for you. I like that. But also, yeah, start that business. You know, (laughs) that That was kind of the one I was thinking of. That was my other one that I Mm -hmm. was kind of leaning towards. But that, like, that's currently my plan. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, right now I've done this career switch to do a different thing, and now I have kind of, you know, I have business ideas that I want to do that I've talked to you about numerous times. Mm Um, or that we want to do, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and this this is my plan now to be able to do those. So it's more now it's it's not so much of a don't be afraid of failure, go do it. Because now I am progressing towards doing that. So yeah. that's why I didn't pick that one. So fair enough. But all right, well hit me with your on. last one. This is uh, number five. Make it a good one. My last one is what do you think people? should search on Twitter to find us. Oh. I'll answer that one for you. It's okay. TRU underscore pod on Twitter. That's all you got to do. And also, if you are searching for that, go over to Facebook and search us up, Talk Court Upload on Facebook. Give us a like if you don't mind. We'd appreciate it. That was a perfect segue. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, my actual last question. I was curious if you were going to burn your question or not. No, no. <laughs> uh, my actual last question. I'm gonna go with this one because I don't. I have a lot of uh, other ones that are kind of deep, and I don't want to go on another 20 minute tangent. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'd love to, but we'll just save it. And maybe we'll do this one again. Mm-hmm. What is your most passionate, unpopular opinion? Oh, 
not involving Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, that's probably it. Um, apparently, it's that Will Ferrell is overrated. Um, okay. No, I don't know. I feel like I have a good one locked and loaded. I just can't think of it. You must not be very passionate about it. Then. Hit me with yours. Let me think about it. Mine uh, is probably only passionate right now because it's current. Um, but I finally watched Hamilton. Ooh. Yes. Oh, you better tread lightly, bud. And my unpopular opinion is that it is not good. Why do you say that? Because it was three and a half hours yeah. of the same song over and over and sure over wasn't. and over and over again, mixed in with the King of England, who was by far the best character in that entire play. You. The King of England was awesome. He is. You were just and wrong. His songs, his songs were awesome, but all the rest of it, it was just, it was just the same. Now, I, and then, it, but it made me realize why I was like, "Hey, how come whenever people play music from Hamilton?" Where, like, when I hear people listening to music from Hamilton, it's always the same. It seems like it's always the same song that they're listening to. It's not. They're listening to the whole soundtrack. It's just that the whole soundtrack sounds exactly the same. So It's the same speak rap thing over and over and over and over again. And honestly, it just got old. If it was, like, an hour and a half long, it probably would have been decent. But It's called a style. It's not that it's the same song over and over. Like, it's just, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's style. Yeah, that I, is, I guess that's true. That is his style. It's not the same song. It is. I mean, you're trying to ten, tell me that Ten Dual Commandments and um, the Schuler Sisters, Alexander Hamilton, like those are not similar. Like, you're just stop it. If it helps, you just listed the name of three songs, and I could not, for the life of you, tell you what any of them were. Yeah, I know, because you just watched it once and you hated it. Yeah, it was. I didn't hate it. Yeah, you did. I don't want to say I, I didn't I didn't hate it. It wasn't my least favorite thing I've ever watched, but I more than likely will not watch it again. It was I don't know, it was just it was long, it was the same same stuff over and over again. It was just sing sing rapping or uh, uh speak rapping, sorry. Mm-hmm. Speak rapping, a little bit of singing in there mixed in there as well, but it was just every song sounded the same and the more you like look at the lyrics, they do they do actually do a lot of uh, throwback lyrics where they tie in lyrics from other songs into mm-hmm. the same songs, yeah. which is clever, sort of, but at the same time, it just for to somebody who already thinks all these songs are sounding the same, they're also now hearing the same lyrics in every <laughs> single song. So they're like, I just heard that. They just sang that song earlier, and then you're like, wait, no, this is a different song. They just put the same lyric in there. And now you're like, oh, okay, so yeah, it all just sounds the same, except for the King of England, who was the only like really enjoyable parts of the whole thing. Actually, the ending was pretty good. Like the last, the last little bit was that was pretty good. But well, I'm glad you think that the King is good because he is definitely the most entertaining part of the of the musical. But you're just wrong. Um, also, I'm going to see it live in two weeks. I'm very excited. Live would be cool. I would still go see it live because mm-hmm. I just love live stage performances. Yeah, that would be cool. But I don't know. I also think it would have been funnier if they had cast someone who couldn't sing mm-hmm. to be the king. Yeah, because you know the whole thing is the king of England thinks he's the best at everything. It would have been really funny if he came out and tried to sing as best he could, but he was like 
a terrible voice. No. That, that would have been funny. But, I, you know. I like it. Um, all right. I thought of mine. Um, okay. It's, it's passion. It's in my brain right now. Um, is that, and I know this isn't the same for everybody, but it, it's that the way that corporate America has been run for the last 50 years is dying. Businesses that are trying to cling on to the old way things are done are going to not survive. Um, th- you know, this is a, you know, people want to be able to work from home. People want to be able to work flexible schedules. People want to, people are job hopping. People are not sticking with companies for 40 years. Because guess what? Companies are so much eager or so much quicker at the draw to lay off employees. So yeah, they're not going to trust a company to stick around for 20 years. Because when you stick around for a company for 20 years, you get laid off. Um, so the way that corporate America it works is changing. And companies that aren't willing to stick with, you know, the get with the times they're not going to survive so uh yeah i actually 100 percent agree with everything you just said yeah i think that uh i do think that that is overall probably an unpopular opinion because there is a lot of older corporate people that mm-hmm. think one way but i think it's going to very quickly become the popular opinion because it's younger people that are like you know just a small point of what you just said. Why do you expect me to work here for 30 years when you would fire me in a heartbeat and fill my position mm-hmm. like that? Exactly. You know, and that it even goes down even smaller, like within working companies of people feeling bad, which I've, I've been guilty of doing this too. Now I was in a different career field that was, it was a little bit different than most type of jobs, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't feel good today. Or even more that so that becomes more pertinent nowadays. Mm-hmm. I really need a personal day. Like I need a mental day. Yep. I'm not. I'm not mentally here today. Mm-hmm. You know. And you call in, but you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Or people at your work are just constantly ripping on you because you took a sick day or you took a personal mental day. Yep. You know. I think those are things that are going to change because if they don't, nobody's ever going to want to work anywhere. Exactly. You know? Yep. And I th- obviously, like I used to work in law enforcement. It was very different. You know, calling in sick, you're putting your entire team at risk and at down a man, which hurts everybody. So that's a little different than, yeah. you know, like my job now, you know, if I'm, if I'm sick, I call in. Yeah. I don't call in. Like I, if I'm sick, I don't go to the office. I yeah. can work from home. Yeah. And that's not a, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. I have my laptop. I can work from home. I yep. can do everything here that I can do in the office. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that that is the way that things are going. And I mm-hmm. hope new businesses are going to start realizing that they better. Um, I also so hope if they, if they don't, they ain't going to survive. I agree. Um, I also hope and kind of foresee that this will also be a way that uh, like local small businesses are mm-hmm. able to boom a little bit more because yeah. you're going to look at these big corporate things, a Walmart, for example, that's like, I don't care if you're sick, you have mm-hmm. to be here kind of thing versus yeah. the local mom and pop grocery store They They actually care about you as a person and they're like, you need a personal day? Fine. Go ahead. That's fine. Yep. You know, if you need anything from me, let me know. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. You I know? agree. I I think that will help with small business, mm-hmm. I hope. I agree. But that's a good one. I, I 100% agree with you on that one. Thanks. I hope it is no longer, in the future, I hope it no longer will be an unpopular opinion. I hope. Um, all right. We're pushing time, so I'm, I'm going to get my last one. Um what is your personal mantra? What is something that you tell yourself, maybe when the times are tough, when the day's rough, you know, when, when you're just not having it, it's bad. 
bad day, bad week, bad month, bad year, what do you tell yourself? What is your personal mantra? Um, mine is, mine has definitely changed with my career choice. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff in my life has changed in the last six months. Yeah. Um, but mine more now is uh, to just keep pushing because it will be worth it. Mm. Like, you know, I can see... I can see where the end of this bridge, like I can see what starts at the end of this bridge, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm in a spot right now where I'm trying to cross a bridge to get to where the rest of this starts. Mm-hmm. So I just tell myself to keep pushing. And I think once I get out of this particular part in my life, in this career, in this job, mm-hmm. um, that will stick with me. That will still be, you know, keep pushing because it's worth it. Yeah. So, you know, push through bad days to get to good days because... Mm-hmm. There's always a good day coming. Yeah. You know? Especially, I work in sales. There's there's always bad days. There's always good <laughs> days. There's always good days coming. Just yeah. push through bad days and get to the good ones. But I think that applies to your mental health. That mm-hmm. applies to relationships. That applies to friendships. That applies to everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Just get through the bad ones to get to the good ones. Yeah. I like so that. I think, I think that's probably mine. Mine is very similar. It's a pretty similar vein. Um, but it's just a little bit different. Um, mine is this too shall pass. Um, and I actually got it from Tom Hanks. Uh, he was doing some roundtable interview. I don't even know where it was from. It popped up in my TikTok feed one day. Um, but it was super profound because, um, you know, he said that when, you know, when you're having a terrible day, when you're having a terrible week, when you're having a terrible season, this too, this shall pass. This too shall pass. Uh, but in the same token, when everything's great, when you're having a great time, when life's going great, this too shall pass. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah. It's a good grounding mantra of everything's a season. There's seasons in life, there's seasons to everything. And whether the good or the bad, those seasons will end. But that's a good thing. Um, you know, sometimes the really good times can kind of get us in not a great place mentally. And, you know, sometimes we need to be regrounded. Um, and, you know, the bad times obviously suck. And so, you know, it's it's good to get out of those. But, um, I just like that mantra. It's a good, it's a good grounding thing that this too shall pass. I like that one. That one's uh, that's a good one that uh, I think we were kind of honestly sort of describing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I just didn't think of the. I've heard that phrase before, obviously multiple times. But, right. Um, I think another, I guess, honorable mention one that mm-hmm. I think kind of goes along the same lines that I like to do as well is uh, find good in bad. Mm, yeah. Like, you know, even even if it is a bad day or a bad time, I bet you if you look around enough, you can find something good. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just something little, but that little bit of good, you can grasp onto it long enough to get through the bad. Again, yeah. whether that's mental health, whether that's relationship, friendship, sales, mm-hmm. you know, your job, whatever. Find good in bad. Yeah. Completely so. agree. All right. Well, that was fun. I didn't. Uh, hey, that was a fun one. I didn't yeah. know where that would go, but that was fun. That was good. We'll have to. I'll hold on. I have a bunch more questions, so we'll yeah. hold on to it. Maybe we'll do another one. Uh, obviously, if anybody, any of you listeners have any that you want us to do or you have any questions for us, we'll answer them for you mm-hmm. uh, in our next episode of yeah. Random Questions with Logan and Steve. Yeah. Um, All right. But yeah. In the meantime, hit us up on the Twitters and on the Facebooks. Give us a rate and a like. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Share the podcast episode if you like it. Share it to one person that you like. If everybody does that, that'll help us grow. Mm. Um, we would we would certainly appreciate it. But yep. All right. Well, this is fun. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah. 
See you, bud. See you.